Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com. I generally think it's my job sometimes to stir up trouble about certain issues in our community. Nonetheless, Planning Commissioner and artist Gordon Uther seems to do an equally good job of that from time to time. Gordon has his own singular vision on a great many issues, and many of them involve his art and his unique area of expertise. Recently, controversy arose over a proposed piece of art he designed to grace the front of the new Archer Hotel, and suddenly our community has become awash in a plague of art critics. I'm glad we have the opportunity today to talk to Gordon about this, and it is my pleasure to welcome Gordon Uther here to NapaBroadcasting.com. Gordon, thanks so much for coming in. Well, Jeff, thanks for the invitation. I'm not sure I'm so flattered by that invitation or that uh, introduction, but I well, um, I do seem to attract trouble sometimes, not on purpose, I can assure not you. Not on purpose. That's and right. by the way, the people that attract trouble, just so we put this in the positive context <laughs> it was meant, the people that attract trouble are the people that are doing something. That's right. Well, if you're not doing anything, you probably won't have any... You won't have any problems, and you won't attract any attention, That's but I'm a definitely a doer. You are definitely a doer, and uh, let's talk about the current situation with respect to this proposed piece of public art uh, in front at the entrance to the, the Archer Hotel. Let's back up a little bit and talk a little bit about how this project came about, how uh, you, Todd Zapolsky, came together on this and where the Lodge work stands and who That's all the right. players are. Sure. Let's lay well, that out first. Per- perfect. So... <clears throat> As I'm sure all your listeners know, the Archer Hotel is now finally under construction. It's a $70 million project right downtown. I think it probably was a little bit controversial, but the um, Lodge Works, who owns Archer, the Archer brand, um, are an existing client. We already did a project for them at their property in Manhattan. So um, they approached me and wanted me to do a project um, on their property. And Todd Sapolsky, well, they actually share that uh, that court not the courtyard but the plaza out in front so Todd Sapolsky has to definitely be a part Mm -hmm. of the process so we went through a six seven eight month process whereby I came up with three four or five concepts with the Archer people with their architect with Todd Sapolsky um, very inclusionary in the team and came to this hand of the land and everybody's very very excited about it and um, I should point out that although we're calling it public art, it's private money on, on private property. Mm-hmm. But, and the only reason that the – I have a feeling that the Archer folks would have done a sculpture anyway, but they are obliged by ordinance to spend 1% um, of their construction budget on art. They can write a check to the city or they can put the art on their own property, and they chose to put it on their own properties, but it is subject to planning commission um, review and approval. Right. It, in many ways, it works, to put it in a context that I think everybody knows a little more about, is how housing works. When a developer comes in, they pay. They can either pay an in-lieu fee towards an affordable right. housing fund for the city, or they can actually build the affordable housing That's within right. the context of their Or their if project. you're in the parking exempt zone and you want to um, build a building, you can write a check per how many parking spaces you're taking right. up. Of course, it's very common. And with respect to this kind of private slash public art, the ordinance is very clear in terms of, of what the approval process is. This is not a public art project. This is a piece of what will be public art on private property, privately paid for. That's right. Well, um, it's only public in that the public can see it. Right. 
um, but it is not public in regards to how it's um, being paid for. And the review process for a public process is very, very, very different. Right. I, I should know. I've won probably 70 public art awards across the country, which means I probably lost 200 competitions. So I know how, how this stuff goes. And every municipality, there's probably four or 500 public art ordinances in the country. They all operate slightly different, but they usually typically do an open call. So 100 artists, 200 artists right. will send in their 10 images, and it gets reviewed by a good taste tribunal, committee, um, and on it goes like that. This is not subject to that process at all. Right, because this is a private project, That's right. That's right. And you went through that kind of process within the context, as you said, of Archer, Lodge Works, and Todd Zapolsky. That's right. They were they were really the ones making the decision here. Oh, well, as they should, because right. um, it's their money, it's their project. And, you know, my job as an artist in these um, commissioned large-scale projects, the art's not really about me. My art is always about telling somebody else's story. So I'm telling the story of the archer. I'm telling the story of Napa and our history, our heritage, and that sort of thing. I'm supporting the idea of drawing people into these new shops and into the hotel, and it is something of a gateway into the the, the, the whole retail and hospitality venue there. You mentioned something that I want to touch on again because I think it's important, that you also have a history with LodgeWorks, that you did another project for them, that this That's isn't right. just because you're here in Napa, but this is this is an ongoing relationship. That's right, and I, I've met the own, owners numerous times. They're German, so we have a lot in common. In there, they've been to the studio. Um, I met them in Manhattan. They've been to the studio, um, and with Archer, we're also discussing other projects. It's not the only project that they're building. So we, we would call somebody like the Archer a friend of the studio and a fan. And describe the project. A lot of people have seen the pictures that were in the paper. A lot of people have seen, you know, sketches of it. Talk a little bit about what it what this hand project is. Okay, well, we, we're calling it the hand of the land. Mm -hmm. And in <clears throat> all the different iterations that we came up with in terms of how to communicate to the locals and to visitors who we are and that sort of thing, well, who we are is we're very much identified as a wine culture, as a destination because of the wine. Makes you think of where does the wine come from? It comes from the vineyards from the grapes, and those grapes, those vineyards, are tilled by men and women. They're working the land. And so this is a way of honoring the people um, that have for, I don't know how long now, 100 years, been tilling the fields um, to make all of this possible for us. So it's a way of honoring them. So the idea is this hand is growing up out of the ground. That's why the pavers are kind of disrupted. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a single metaphorical grape being held up to the light as if you, a, a, a vintner was out checking his grapes or her grapes and plucking one and holding it up to the light. Mm -hmm. It's very simple um, and a straightforward concept, actually. Did any of you, Zapolsky, Lodge Works, did any of you anticipate that this was going to be controversial to any degree? Um, you know, I think probably six months ago, I it occurred to me and then you know i'm busy i'm doing other a lot of right, things sure. all over the country and i kind of i guess i kind of forgot that it was going to be could be a big deal um in terms of stirring up controversy i 
like to, if you don't mind, Jeff, point out a couple of things. So sure. I did a project for the Raleigh-Durham Airport last year. Very, very successful project. They're called the High Wire Travelers. And without getting into the story of the project, it was so controversial. It was all over the blogs, all over the newspaper. It's going to scare the kids and all this kind of business. <laughs> and the, the PR team there at the airport called me to say that it's been voted the most successful um, public art um, project in their whole collection at the airport. It's that popular. Um, you could say that about uh, Picasso's sculpture in Chicago where there was so much debate and um, derision and somebody wanted to put a giant pickle up there instead of the Picasso and it go, the Eiffel Tower, the bow and arrow in San Francisco. Um, good art, I believe, stimulates conversation and it's not at all uncommon for people to come out en masse in protest um, with basically limited information, a small little picture in the newspaper, and um, start spreading vitriol and um, derision all over the Internet. I believe that it is already tremendously successful because of all the mm-hmm. conversation that it's um, stirring. And I think that in the end of at the end of the day, not today, but um, when this kind of right. gets to the other side and the Archer is settled in and the shops are all occupied, that it will become a landmark in Napa. It is so interesting the way public opinion works in that regard. And it's true of art. It's true of buildings as well. I mean, we, sure. could, we could come up with a couple of examples of buildings here in Napa that have been built in the past 10 years that people hated when they were built and, and, and fought tooth and nail against. And some of them maybe rightly so, some of them not. But after a while, you settle in, you get used to them. You know, you start to even like them after a while. It's, it's the human nature. Well, yeah, ways. and, you know, nothing stays the same in this world. And, you know, we have an evolving um, landscape, uh, urban landscape downtown as we progress. And we went, we did go through a horrible period in the 70s where, um, you know, well, that was a very regrettable time. People referring back to the clock tower and the old Carruthers building and all those sorts of things. It was just a horrible, horrible mess. And that was one of the reasons that I stepped up 15 years ago and started getting so involved in my community because I saw that where we were going and I wanted to make sure that I could do everything I could to make sure that we would minimize the mistakes that um, had been made in the past. One of the things, I want to come back to this idea that art that the public gets to see, whether it's public art or private art in public view, that people always have sort of a a strong reaction to it, and that's part of what the exercise is all about. People either love it or they hate it, and then over time, opinions sometimes totally change. That's part of what the process is about. Well, that is the process. That's most definitely part of the process, and that is what it's about during this part of the process. Once it gets built, just like the Archer Hotel, people were absolutely freaking out about putting a six-story building there. Oh, it's the end of Napa as we knew it. Well, of course it is, Um, thankfully. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Um, And then, um, you know, the the urban landscape emerges and the new buildings come up and public art and fountains and all of that. And we acclimate and – all of a sudden, it's not such a big deal anymore. And really, honestly, I think there are 
a lot huger issues in this world, in this community, that I wish that we would p- pay more attention to. Let's say at the state hospital out there, we were talking about that mm-hmm. earlier, or um, homelessness or things that really, really matter. Well, there, there are two sides to that coin. One is there are things that we certainly should be paying more attention to that really do matter to far more people. The other part of it is that if a, a piece of art is the thing people have to get the most excited about and the most upset about and the most worked up over. It means that most of the the aspects of government and of the city are working pretty darn well. Well, That would be top of the list. (laughs) I never thought of it that way, but that certainly is an endorsement for our leadership. Indeed it is. If that's really... You know, if the register is starting to get desperate for things to write about, <laughs> um, you know, and stirring it up about a sculpture downtown, it actually is a good sign that our community is really going in the right direction. Talk a little bit about the, the ordinance and what approvals, and, you know, you, you have two hats on as both the artist and, and, and a member of the Planning Commission, so you, you have a sense of this. Really, what the approval process is for any piece of private art like this that, that the city, the Planning Commission well, has? Well, it's similar to what I just went through, although I think staff um, treated me a little differently in that they were more rigorous with mm-hmm. me because, um, well, let me, if I could We should remind up, people, first of all, you've recused yourself. Yeah, on thank the Planning you. I just wanted to point that issue. out because I think some of the yeah. controversy is somehow I've managed to manipulate the world around me um, because of the power, this incredible power, these powers that I have on the planning commission. And I'm sorry to disappoint your listeners, but it's not very glamorous being on the planning commission. And, you know, we review some buildings and some streets and this and that, but uh, we, I don't really have the kind of power that's being suggested. Um, and I didn't participate in one single public meeting um, in front of the planning commission. I didn't vote on the project, so I'm very, very clean legally there. So then to your question about what the process is, is the client, in this case the archer, or it could be Michael Holcomb for a project that he's going to do, or Joe Peatman for Gasser, whoever is doing, has a um, an obligation according to the um, our ordinances in the city of Napa, and it, there's a threshold, I can't remember what the number is, over X millions of dollars, then you will pay 1% for art. So what the client will do is whatever way they want to, they can hire an art consultant, they can hire their sister, they can um, go on the internet, um, but they have very objective criteria that they have to fill. They have to spend this much money, the artist has to be a professional, shown by their resume and whatnot. There can't be any maintenance issues, appropriate scale, all kinds of very objective kinds of things. So they put their package together. They submit it to the city planning department um, as a formal application. It's reviewed by staff. In my case, they even did a third-party review, peer review, Um, and then they write a staff report and they put it on the agenda. And um, in my case, staff has recommended approval, Mm -hmm. and it goes in front of the Planning Commission, and the Planning Commission's job is to review the application, review the staff report, and recommend either denial or approval based on the language of the public art ordinance. That's pretty much it. And at that Mm -hmm. time, the public, whether they like it or they don't like it, or they think it should be a pink pickle or a ballerina or a grape crusher or whatever, everybody from the public has the opportunity to get stand up to the podium and express their 
support, their um, displeasure, their suggestions. Uh, that is all taken into the public record, and the planning commissioners will decide if it's relevant and if they have the authority to over, I don't want to say overrule, but go against the planning staff's recommendation, and then that's it. But it should be pointed out that the planning commission is not setting themselves up, and the purpose of the ordinance never was for the planning commission to set themselves up as art critics. Not at all. Certain set of community standards, a certain basic set of criteria with respect to safety, with respect to, to, as you say, scale. Maintenance, right. Maintenance, those things. They're not setting themselves up to be art critics. No, not at all, and they would be very uncomfortable doing that. Right. Um, They are set up for architecture because they have designed guidelines. Um, And those guidelines are also, for the most part, objective. There is some subjectivity there, but the Planning Commission is not a um, good taste, bad taste, um, art critic tribunal um, at all. They certainly can express their um, displeasure with a pink thumb or a yellow pickle, or they don't think that's, you know, they could say, well, we think that's too small. We think that's too big. And then they can work with staff and the applicant to change the size. But they are not um, art critics. No, they are not. Right. Does it surprise you at a certain point? Or uh, better yet, how, does it, how do you react to, and not just here in Napa, but as you say, whether it's Raleigh-Durham or all over the country, all over the world where you've done installations, when you get criticism from people that are, are not art critics, but everybody thinks they're an art critic. How do you deal with that? I don't, I don't mean with respect to this project or in Napa, but, you know, as, as an artist, how do you process all of that? Because you work in a very public forum, which is different than a lot of artists. So Yeah, that's right. That. Well, yeah, thank you for asking. I, and I, I'm embarrassed to say that I am human and I have emotions. Sure. And uh, there are times when... Um, some of those things are kind of painful to read, um, especially when they're kind of subjective and then sometimes when they are objective but they're based on the wrong information. Um, but the, the, the personal attacks or the suggestion that I'm not a very good artist or what is that and what a stupid idea and that sort of thing, um, you know, first comes the kind of you're kind of hurt, then comes you're kind of pissed off, and then you're kind of like whatever and then you kind of look back over history and understand that this has been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years and so i try very hard not to take it personal and i wish though you know it's very interesting with all the vitriol on the facebook at the napa register and the blogs and all that we have not had one posting on our facebook page no one has called me um, no one has sent me an email. And so, you know, I, if you have something that you're upset about and if you think my art sucks, then, hey, by all means, give me a call. Let's talk about it. I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. I just think that it's kind of chicken to do it from the comfort of your home in your pajamas and um, slam other artists. So the, lo- the short answer is um, I'm, I deal with it fairly well. It's Certainly not the first time. I just right. had a project in Morgan Hill that we're doing. It's a pretty substantial project. I don't know. It's maybe a half a million dollar project. And one part of the project is this 20-foot spider that is um, a tarantula, actually, that's covered with car headlights that light up. 
And the reason it's a tarantula is because they have a tarantula festival there, and for whatever reason, tarantulas like it in Morgan Hill. Go so figure. because <laughs> so again, I'm telling their story, right? It gets on the internet, and somebody starts a petition to kill the spider. There's 1,500 postings: kill the spider, kill the spider, kill the spider. Oh, what a stupid idea! What an idiot! What a waste of money! What is that art? Are you kidding me? Blah 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 blah. And you know the mayor gets up and says, "This went through a rigorous public process. Uh, we're delighted to have this um, artist in our community." <clears throat> End of story. And it will be beloved. But people just—they're almost like little flash things that people, you know. And then the next day they get upset about something else or go back to bed. I don't know. It's—it's it's partly about change. It's partly about moving people out of their comfort zone. The other part of it is, and, and I can only address it with respect to this particular project, that the one that here in Napa, is that you can't help but notice there's a lot of would-be or starving or struggling artists that are some of the biggest critics of it. And you wonder what that's all about. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean I've said, and, and, and it's no secret, that you get the sense from reading some of these that there's kind of petty jealousy going on in a lot of places. Yeah, you know, I'm a little bit uncomfortable talking about that, but here I am. I said I'd come and talk to you, so I will do my best to respond to that. And, you know, I was very much a starving artist. I started in my garage on E Street with $500, so a lot of people that don't know me, they see me driving around in a nice car in a big, big fat studio and doing work all over the place like it fell out of the sky or something. But I right. worked my bottom off for 30 years to get where I am. Okay, so, But even when I was a not very talented, <laughs> starving artist, it would never occur to me um, to attack another artist. I would, I w- it would never even occur to me to say, gee, Kelly Fuller, your, su- your singing really is horrible. And we should limit how much you get, how much many times you get to sing in Napa, or um, you know, name it, name it, name another local artist that maybe is doing a, a little mural and it's their first project, and they're are they mad at me or jealous because I got the project and they think I cheated getting there? Those artists, I'd like them to know that I work very hard every day, and I and I employ I've employed over the years dozens of artists, I mentor artists. Um, I help with the economy. I donate lots of time, and um, they they really shouldn't. There's no reason to be jealous. I think rather they come and come and talk to me, and I will show you how I did it, and then you can find your own path. But I'm happy to help and be a mentor to those artists that seem to have sour grapes right now. And. Not the grapes that you hold up necessarily. Not the one that I'm. Not hand. the one that I'm pinching. <laughs> one blogger suggested that was my testicle. I was pinching. Oh, oh my God. I, I missed that one. <laughs> I I assume the people at Lodge Works and Todd Zapolsky and company have all been very supportive in this effort. One hundred and ten percent. So um, they are committed to our community. They have gone through so much, you know, with the unions and um, a down down downward stroke on the economy and they have stuck with this community and they're sticking with me and um we we will we we will overcome it and we and i believe that we will prevail great let me ask you while i've got you here what's going on a lot of people wonder with the studio downtown and i know you've oh, said the gallery the gallery it's going to come back it's gonna well it was going to new. and i have advice for anybody that wants to open a gallery <laughs> if you have really deep pockets lots of extra time and money do that but um i really my goal there was to break even 
my goal there was to kind of stimulate the art scene in downtown Napa and be the first one out mm-hmm. there. I was out there a little bit early. I um, thought this was a good way to, um, again, stimulate the kind of this idea that Napa can be, will be, is starting to be an art destination, not just a wine destination. And, you know, after I think it was three years, maybe three and a half years, and, you know, probably upside down 50, 75 grand every year, um, even though I didn't finish high school, I can do that kind of math and know that 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 is a losing proposition. So we were going to do a collaboration with with Studio M. And um, what we decided to do mutually is that they have more of a kind of a Texas um aesthetic in there whatever that means mm-hmm. and i you know i just thought yeah i've got so much um so many commitments lecturing and other shows like at saint Superi right now that um it's probably not the best place to put my art and spend my time so we wish studio m the the very very best i understand they've got some pretty pretty killer wines in there if you like wine i'm more of a bourbon guy myself it's interesting that you talk about wineries because in many ways so many wineries that have been built over the past several years have met with the same kind of, of criticism people didn't like the building or they thought it was too this or oh, too that right and and many of those buildings have become uh icons. Quite beloved that's icons right of the valley well artessa would be a great uh, great right. example everybody said it looked like a big bunker it's it's one of the most uh, brilliant um, contemporary examples of contemporary architecture in a fifty mile radius, and every and part of the reason that people go to that winery is because of the architecture. Actually, it makes me think of like Craig and Catherine Hall, bless their hearts, moving the for- their passion about art and wine and architecture. And they got so much flack for putting Bunny Fufu out there. The rabbit and is fantastic. It is fantastic. And do you know, I went up there the other day with Darcy Sue for a little wine tasting. And I was talking to staff up there. And they said, you know what? Visitorship went up 40%. 40% wow. when we put that bunny out there. All right? So what do you think that means to Archer? What do you think that means to Sapolsky and um, the, the, the tenants that he's going to have in there? It's a good thing for Napa. Um, it's a good thing for business. It's a good thing for our culture. And finally, talk a little bit about what you're seeing in terms of art in Napa and the increase of it. I mean, you've been part of that, and others have as well, that it's really becoming a, a, a major part of the community. Well, I think that we've come a long way, and um, I believe we have a long way to go. Um, the, the art community, I think, is still... Um, I'm going to say in its teenage years, and so there's a lot of maturity that still has to happen. One one manifestation of maturity with would be how we speak to one another, um, and how we support one another, and um, whether it's creating venues for exhibition or opportunities for placing art or having a um, an adult conversation about what processes we go through. Um, so there, we, we, we have, qu- we have a quite a ways to go. Um, Yachtville is, is ahead of us. Um, but that's okay. Um, you know, but this is the county, um, seat, um, for the whole Valley. This is where the population center is. And, um, we, we will become the, the place where people stop when they come to the Valley. Gordon Uther, thank you so much for coming. Right on, on. Jeff. Appreciate Thanks for it. inviting me. And good luck. You are listening to NapperBroadcasting.com.